Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 78. Now, as you can probably hear, I've recently lost my voice, so I'm taking some time to recover this week, and I'm sharing an episode from the back catalogue. But before we start, here's your weekly reminder to go back and to listen to last week's episode if you haven't already. Last week, I was talking about how to show up as your best in your most resourceful state. And I shared some really practical and useful info. So do go back and listen to episode 77 if you haven't already. But returning to this week's episode. So luckily, we now have a huge back catalogue to draw from. And if you've only recently discovered this podcast, do go back and look at some of our first episodes too. The hardest part is choosing which episode to revisit. So I looked back into the vaults and searched for an episode that I think is universally useful. So today we're revisiting an episode all about surviving tumbleweed moments. So this episode first aired in October 2021. It takes a deep dive into what a tumbleweed moment is, how to get over one and, importantly, how to avoid one in the first place. So in case you don't know, a tumbleweed moment is a moment of silence or dead air. It can happen when you ask a question and no one responds. So they happen to all of us. Tumbleweed moments happen to all of us, whether we're seasoned pros or just starting out. Everyone gets them. And this is something that comes up time and time again when I do trainings. I always get asked the question, but what if no one says anything? So here are some handy steps to work through to help you to get over any tumbleweed moments you face. And do stick around to the end because I'm going to share how to avoid one in the first place. So here it is. Enjoy. So today I'm talking all about tumbleweed moments. We'll be discussing what they are, how to get over them, and importantly, how to avoid them in the first place. Now, don't forget last week I shared 13 tips for anyone who has just started out using thinking routines with art to engage their audiences. So do go back and listen to episode 22 if you haven't already. And before we start, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by treating me to a lovely cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire Bowne. I'll also put a link in the show notes. And the show notes, they're available on my website, as always, thinkingmuseum.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 23. So now let's get on with today's show. So I wrote about tumbleweeds in a recent email and on social media, and I thought I would share some thoughts in this episode in a longer format about how you can get over a tumbleweed moment and how you can avoid them in the first place. But first, what exactly is 
a tumbleweed moment. Well, it's a period of dead air or silence, according to the dictionary. So it's that moment when you ask a question and nothing happens. All you get is silence. You look around and all you can see are blank faces. And this silence is scary because you don't know what people are thinking. It could mean anything. And you try and wait a little longer and still nothing happens. Just the sound of tumbleweed rustling by. And it's so awkward and so uncomfortable. And not just for you, but also for your participants as well. You don't know what people are thinking and your mind races to think of something to fill the silence. So sometimes you might blurt something out to fill the void and try and save the situation, but this leaves you feeling on edge and a little nervous of asking more questions to the group. You don't want it to happen again either. So maybe for the rest of the programme you talk a little bit too much and you forget to involve your participants as much as you would like to. But what if you had some steps to work through to help you get over this moment? Well, help is at hand, as always, on this podcast. Here are some great ways to get over this tumbleweed moment. Um, And also, at the end, I'll be sharing some advice about avoiding these moments in the first place. So do stick around, and together we'll make sure you never have to hear the terrifying sound of silence again. So the first thing I want to stress is don't panic. So first, take a deep breath. Now, the more often you work in an interactive, discussion-based way, the more likely this tumbleweed moment is going to happen to you. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. So you need to be prepared. And my first piece of advice is to stay calm. Here are some strategies that will help you. So the first really concrete piece of advice would be to be patient. So every time you ask a question, you should be prepared to wait. You need to understand the importance of pause time. Don't jump in too quickly to say something else. Don't rephrase your question. Just wait and feel confident waiting. Now, this waiting time will probably seem longer to you than it does to your participants, but you need to remind yourself that they are thinking, they are looking. So give everyone the chance to look and to think first. And remember, as I said last week, that replies to open-ended questions take longer to formulate in your head. So do be patient with your group and relax. Now, the next thing I want to share is that you should set or reset expectations. So ideally, you would set your expectations at the start of your program or your guided tour in your introduction. You would introduce yourself, you would introduce your role, and you would introduce the program or tour that you're about to follow. In the introduction, you can also share what you would like the group to do and how you would like them to participate. Now, you can state at the start 
that this is going to be an interactive two-way experience. And you can tell your participants that the more they put into this, the more they will get out of it. You can also state that all comments and questions are welcome and that there are no right or wrong answers. It's also good to suggest that you are exploring and discovering things together and that you are their guide on the side, not an expert, but you're helping the process along. Now, if you haven't stated this at the start, remember you can do this at any point during the program and especially after you've asked a question and got silence or crickets in response. The next thing I would recommend is to read the group for signs. So discreetly look for body language, look for clues to tell you how your group received your last question. Do they look bored? Do they look fidgety? Maybe you spent too long at that last stop and they were keen to move on rather than, uh, rather than answer your question. Maybe you spent too long at the last stop and they were keen to move on rather than answer your question. Maybe you got blank stares from a few people in the group, but a few encouraging smiles from others. So perhaps you could gently direct your rephrase question in the direction of those who were looking encouraging. Or maybe everyone looks confused and this is the time that you should rephrase the question to everyone and we'll cover this in a bit. Now, another strategy you could use is to request answers in a different format. So maybe your tumbleweed moment has taken place at the beginning of your program and maybe everyone's still a little bit unsure of each other. They're still unsure what to expect or what's going to happen. So maybe they just aren't ready for that type of question yet. So you need to warm them up a little bit. Also have a group, uh, um, have a think about whether your group feel intimidated by you or their surroundings, or maybe they don't want to feel or look stupid in front of other group members. So these are all reasons for participants not wanting to speak up and participate. So instead of asking for responses to be shared with the whole, whole group, perhaps you could ask for a show of hands. And then you could do a follow-up question, which could perhaps be directed to someone who had raised their hand. You could also try a think-pair-share, and then you can ask people to discuss possible answers with their neighbour. And pair-shares are great because they break the ice, and they also allow people to share what they thought collectively afterwards. I also like dividing up the group into smaller groups, perhaps three smaller groups, as this allows discussion to flow and allows for more voices to be heard. And each group can nominate a spokesperson to report back. Also, if the group are quiet because they are low on energy, I think putting people into smaller groups really affects a change in the atmosphere. People always get livelier and come back to the main discussion with higher energy after being in small groups. 
Um, also think about that some people struggle to find answers when they're put on the spot. So you could also ask people, including yourself, if you want to, to write down a quick response. And then you could ask if anyone would like to share what they wrote. And if no one does, you can share what you wrote down. So this is particularly effective when you're asking for personal responses to an artwork as not everybody wants to share their personal opinions. So do ask if anyone would like to share. Um, also, I don't personally like calling on people or pointing at people to provide answers. I do feel it puts people on the spot and I do think that the more introverted members of the group feel a little bit on edge if that's the way you are asking questions and inviting responses. So my preferred way is to ask everyone for responses and also to ask, is there anyone we haven't heard from yet to encourage quieter group members to take part? I will also reposition the group sometimes to move quieter members closer to me so that they feel more comfortable speaking. So if you tried all of these methods and you still haven't had a response to your question, you could suggest a possible answer yourself and then ask for agreement or disagreement within the group. Okay, let's move on to rephrasing your question. So to get answers, you may actually need to put more effort into your questions. So tumbleweed moments are often the result of a poor question phrased badly or a case of the wrong question to the wrong people at the wrong time. And asking poor questions doesn't drive engagement and it can actually shut down a discussion and stop people from taking part at all. So ask questions that are open-ended, brief, relevant and clear and this will help you to avoid tumbleweed moments first by engaging your participants and then by inspiring their thinking. So if you need to plan your questions in advance take your artwork or object and brainstorm questions for five minutes or more and this will then form the basis of your questions for your discussion. You can see what questions are missing. You can have a look and see how many closed questions you had, how many open questions. You could change some of the questions from closed to open and think about what effect this might have. You could also add a structure to your brainstormed questions. So you need questions about observation, description, interpretation, wondering and summarising. So you need questions for each section. And once you have all of these, you have the bare bones of a structure for your questions. So you can use this to prepare questions in advance. Now, you may not stick to your plan and you may have to add questions ad hoc, but it will help you feel more confident in your questions throughout your discussion. So if you need to rephrase your question in the moment... Think in the silence about how you can reword your question differently. So whilst everyone is looking at you with blank faces, think about whether you included too much information and maybe your message got buried. So when you rephrase, perhaps you could shorten the message and speak less. 
Or maybe your question was too vague and the group are not sure how to answer. So think about what the problem might be with your question and rephrase accordingly. You can also go back to episode 10, which is all about 10 common mistakes to avoid when asking questions and just refresh your memory with that episode. And finally, my last piece of advice is to never ask any questions. So this, I think, is a guaranteed tumbleweed moment. Throughout your session, you should check in with your participants and ask for questions rather than at the end. So ask for different viewpoints, ask for any considerations that have not yet been voiced. If you save up any questions for the end of a stop or the end of a discussion about an artwork, most people will have forgotten the question they want to ask and all you're going to get is silence. So that's my advice for getting over a tumbleweed moment, but what about avoiding one in the first place? Well, here are some top tips to end with avoiding a tumbleweed moment. So the first one is to set expectations for your role, the role of the participants and what they can expect on the program at the start. Do this without fail every session. And if you've forgotten, Obviously, do it when you need to, and you can always repeat when necessary throughout your program and remind people. Secondly, create a warm, welcoming atmosphere in your group. So make people feel comfortable as if they're amongst friends. And I think that when people trust the people around them, they are more likely to participate. They're more likely to ask questions. And don't forget to smile. I can't state this enough. Most people think they're doing this when actually they're not. And smiling helps you to relax too. Uh, My third piece of advice would be to do some warm-up activities or questions that require a low level of effort from the participants at first. So don't go too high level straight off the bat. So you can use things like observation as a tool to get everyone participated and involved. And this really creates a level playing field where no one feels any barriers to participation. So if you do some low threshold activities at the start of your sessions, people can build their psychological safety and feel confident confident about taking part. So there are observation exercises you can do, like I just mentioned, but also pair share, turning to a partner and chatting, or just getting participants to write down a word or a sentence instead of relying solely on whole group discussion. Sketching works well here too, as long as you frame it as an observation exercise. Uh, Tip number four is to show appreciation for any comments, ideas, and suggestions from your group. Make time to listen to them. Make sure you understand what they say. And as each group member answers, you can acknowledge their responses in a non-judgmental way. You remember that you don't need to act or discuss every idea that comes out, but you should be thanking people for their contributions and showing appreciation for their insights. This will go so far in establishing that feeling of psychological safety in the group. 
Tip number five is to go back to your questions and reflect. What type of questions am I asking throughout my programs? Get videoed if you can. This can also be quite scary, but also quite revealing. You can see yourself and see the type of questions that you're asking. Ask open-ended questions rather than too many closed or leading questions. Tip number seven is to plan your stops and activities to appeal to all learning styles and personalities. And finally, divide your time equally. Do not spend time with one person or group over another. Even if one of the groups is more friendly, more sociable, more curious, divide your time equally and pay attention to all the different groups equally. And this will help to avoid future silences. So there you have it. Some helpful ways to get over a tumbleweed moment and some advice on how to avoid them in the first place. I hope it's been useful. So there you have it. A variety of different ways to cope with a tumbleweed moment and tips for avoiding one in the first place. Thanks so much for bearing with me today whilst I recover my voice and my energy. Whilst I'm still here, don't forget our Facebook group, The Slow Looking Club, especially for podcast listeners. It's a place for conversation and discussion about engaging with art, objects and life slowly. You can find a link for The Slow Looking Club under groups in Facebook or I've put a link in the show notes. Thanks for listening today. That's it for this week. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.